Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers. I, I'm still fuming from our last episode, and it's been like, I don't know, four or five months. I'm just so pissed off <laughs> at the unmitigated douchebaggery of some of these people. I am, as always, joined by uh, Mindy and Julia. Uh, welcome. How are we doing today? Good. We're good. It's been a really fast four to five months. Yeah. It's yeah. like wow, some, they, those, some would say it feels like it's only been seven days. Yeah, or even ten minutes. Um, just blew by for me. Yeah. So fast. So fast. Okay. So while I open up my Kolsch, uh, who's got a? Uh, oh, by the way, this episode Kolsch. Kolsch. What's Kolsch? It's a beer. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, so I we're back. Do beer. For article. Wow, I have no words. Article fest. Article Bitch Fest 2.0. Yeah. I can't speak. We're, we're not just having a fest. We're bitching about this shit, we, son. Article Fest, Article Bitch Fest, whatever you want to call it. Bitchapalooza, whatever. Bitchapalooza. If I you wrote like an article, it. we're coming for you. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, somebody's got a sour as your mash. What's what's up? Talk to me. Tell the, the doctor is in. Oh, gosh. Where's your five cent can? You're like Lucy from... Uh... <laughs> From Charlie Brown. Right? <laughs> Fuck it, I'll go. Uh, small children. Sours my mash. <laughs> I have a six-year-old, y'all. Um, <laughs> she's in kindergarten. Um, she's going through a growth spurt right now. And she is eating me out of house and home. Every three minutes is, mom, can I have a snack? Mom, I'm hungry. And it's it, she's eating more than my husband. Oh. I... I yeah. Um, <laughs> she gets home from school right before three o'clock. Um, it is now seven my time. In the past four hours, she's eaten a pound of strawberries, two apples, um, a can of cheese flavored Pringles, and she is currently asking for dinner. Well, hey, at least she was eating some fruit. It, th- this child would just, if that was it, she'd, she'd die happy. She's a total fruitarian. She, if she could just give up vegetables and meat and junk Yay, food, fruits. give her fruit and she's happy, but yeah, but, um, I am tonight, I am drinking a gin martini, AKA a Gibson. Um, Ooh. it is amazing. Um, I use aviation as my go-to mixer at the house. Um, some, I do tip, sometimes I'll mix cocktails with, you know, monkey 47. Ryan Reynolds is a man crush. Yes. We totally watched Deadpool 2 the other night. <laughs> But anyway, um, a trick I learned from a local bartender, um, they did this as a Valentine's Day cocktail. And instead of just using, you know, um, onions or regular pimento olives, they actually stuffed uh, blue cheese into green olives. I don't know. I mean, y'all can't see my video, but I'm showing everybody else. This really nice, just cheesy brininess to it. And it's amazing. Julia's shaking her head. Oh, that was just, I'm sorry. It was a bad visual. It was a bad visual. I don't like green olives and I do not like blue cheese. I don't. But together, 
it just it just oh it reminded me of like yeah if you like squish it and it's gonna come out like pus oh it's a pimple it's a pimple cocktail okay i got it (laughs) wow we are all wow how the fuck did we get off the rail so quick without mark uh sad but true oh man i don't even know how to follow that up with, oh gross you know what i just oh i made myself sick but i don't even remember what i was gonna say for, for sour as my mash but now i have a new one based on that <laughs> the time i accidentally watched dr pimple popper because i was living with someone who watched a lot of tv and that was one of her favorite things to watch and i remember coming home and popped down with a drink and just she was flipping through and then she's like oh this is one of my favorite shows and i had no idea what it was and then it just it just draws you in because it's so grotesque and disturbing and i it was one of those where you can't look away because it's so awful and i unfortunately i can't unsee those okay i'm gonna go hold on i'm just (laughs) julia might actually hurl everybody um i would say take a drink but i don't know if that's gonna help (laughs) yeah wait Mm, let's all right, we're moved on to my sours my mash and what's in my glass because you people are ridiculous. Um, okay, so dear Earth, I have no idea why the fuck we need microcomputers in our hands all fucking day, but we do. Old man rant. Yep, because these people and their fucking cell phones. Um, number one. Number one. Put your fucking cell phone down and look people in the eye when you're when you're in public. Number two, why so many fucking apps? Can someone explain to me? Many people now. Um, can someone explain to me <laughs> what attention. the fuck ghost radar is? There is no one on this fucking planet that needs ghost radar. Apparently, ghost hunters need ghost radar. That's also not a thing, by the way. Um, I don't know what this is. Um, there's a lot of confusion regarding this idea. Can an app actually repel mosquitoes? I'm going to go ahead and say no. no. There's no confusion. No. If you've downloaded this anti-mosquito app, I hope when the zombie apocalypse happens, you are the first to go. Is it um, just supposed to make some sort of weird, high pitchy, buzzy noise? No like, idea. Don't care. Didn't read that. Annoy dogs, but for mozzies. Would you pay a whole dollar to poke a man? No. The what? answer is no. Wait. Sorry. Um, I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm not even going through. Oh, we're not even going there. Most of this. Um, apparently, there's a Hordor app. Hordor. This all means the keyboard will let you type. You pay a dollar, and whatever you type. Just says Hodor. It's just Hodor. It's basically from the show where everybody fucking dies. I'm sorry, the spoilers, guys. Don't watch Game of Thrones. No one lives. Um, pocket. Fa- I don't know. Like use. There's an app that called that's called Useless. This is probably the least misleading app. The term is the first multi unfunctional app in the world. 
vibe. Mindy's losing it. She, she losing is it. like totally. I, I looked up the mosquito app. No, don't do that. <laughs> Wait, Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. I want to know what this it's does. Not, How is it supposed to it kill is, It is rated 4.3 out of 5 no. with 250 ratings. Okay. No. It's a frequency thing. Um, yeah, right. The number one review from a year ago, four out of five stars. Works great on kids too. Not sure about the mosquitoes, but it repels kids perfectly. <laughs> well, that ties in right with the. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Justin, apps suck. We don't need many computers in our hands. I'm sorry. Yep. And look at each other. Look I don't even understand 64 of these. Like, be funnier if it was 69. Like, uh-huh. 900% of these, I do not understand what any of them do. Apparently, this guy, there's a watching cute girl. I don't, fingerprint mood scanner. I, what's my personality? Let me put it's it to you this way. Mood ring. Hold on. Okay. If you have to download an app, that says, what's my personality? You don't have one. Newsflash. <laughs> I will end the suspense for you. You do not have one. Dear America, put down your fucking phones, delete your fucking apps, and go the fuck outside. In the meantime, I am drinking Cali Craft Brewing Company. This is their Coast Kolsch. Yeah, I what? Kolsch? Is that like C O L S C H? K O L C H? K O L S C H? It is a style of beer. We will get into that in one of our beer episodes later. It is clean and crisp. It is a beautiful. Honestly, I'm just getting hints of frankincense and myrrh. I was just going to ask if you were. Just a whisper of a whimsical little just. A lick of the Bible of frankincense and just like a a sousance of of myrrh really i mean just it's coming through brilliantly did, did, did the did the menthol cigarettes make it in there though not that not so much good. on the menthol i do get like some peppermint spearmint type of flavor maybe that's oh. it maybe that's what it is maybe the same that people make that make the the yamazaki but yeah anyway um it's actually really good so thank you uh cali craft for that one <laughs> Yeah. Um, Julia, were you ever able to take a sip of your drink tonight? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I am not drinking Japanese whiskey. We will talk about that in a moment. I am drinking legendary Duke Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So this is all in the mainstream. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, actually they're, they're relatively new. I forget. Oh, there's a parent company to this, which is relatively new, I believe, but, um, Duke Spirits is the immediate company, and it's basically based kind of on John Wayne's recipes, because apparently John Wayne was a huge whiskey lover, and so he would try all these different things and make up his own recipes and mash bills and stuff like that. So uh, they created this brand, Legendary Duke, and I actually really enjoy it. It retails for 40 bucks, and it it is a good bang for your buck. So not very expensive. Obviously, I don't think $40 is very expensive for a decent bourbon. I'm honestly not very impressed or like bourbons as much as scotches and Irish whiskeys. Um, This was aged for five years. It is just delightful. It's not, it's not 
too sweet. It has a, a good balance and a nice complexity to all the different flavors going on. Well, that sure sounds whiskey, Pilgrim. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, but it just goes, it just, it's not boring. There's a lot of play going on on the palette. Yes, you do have a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of that corn, but there are really beautiful spice notes to it. Uh, a touch of caramel. It's just, it's really, really lovely. And so that is what I am drinking tonight. have to say, though, a bit of a caveat. Um, when I tried to take the cork out, the top came off and the cork stayed in. So I'm like, hey, Duke Spirits, fix that. You better or send me a stopper. <laughs> yeah, um, what that that hasn't happened to me in years. So get that sorted. Just saying. Thanks. Okay. So, article bitch fest two point oh two point one part two. I mean season two part two of a two part. I mean we had we bitched about articles a lot. This is our. So I feel like we're going to continue as long as people put out shitty content. They will. oh, which will be forever. So what is up first? Somebody kick Ooh. us off with this one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I wasn't drinking Japanese whiskey, but when I read this, I don't know why it tickled me so much. I mean, so we're going over to Japan, and a Japanese man uh, had. 170 bottles of luxury Japanese whiskey stolen from him. Turns out it was one of his contractors. It was a, a home renovator. So the guy was out of the country and his home was getting renovated while he was away. And then he comes back and finds 170 bottles missing. And for some reason, the guy that stole it, um, some of them were in containers or boxes or canisters he put bottles of fizzy water in the canisters <laughs> what why did you think if someone picked up the canister they wouldn't be able to tell it wasn't an actual bottle of whiskey in there I, i'm confused what <laughs> i mean it totally sucks okay let's be honest over sixty-five thousand dollars worth of product was stolen from this man that really sucks and apparently to this day he hasn't gotten any of it back because the guy i guess sold a bunch of it like oh shit that just sucks damn i don't know why i'm so excited about this it's a really really bad thing that happened to this person <laughs> i want to know who wrote this particular article because i'm reading this, this is vice news I want to I want to look at this one paragraph. The police received a complaint from the homeowner who wasn't named April blah blah blah. It took several months to identify the suspect. In interviews with the victim's subordinate who was looking after his boss's house while he was away, we learned that the suspect suddenly disappeared from the job. There are 94 things wrong with that 19-word sentence. I love that you counted the words, or did you just make that up? I made that up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but the point is, make it up and sound convincing, which is what they try and do on these fucking articles. And this, when the victim, what did, who wrote this? I just, I can't. You know what? No one on the planet knows how to write, apparently. This guy, Hanako Montgomery, I... I mean, honestly, it looks <laughs> like 
uh, he just took a, he read some different news articles of, and tried to splice something together. If you click on the author's name to get to their vice profile, the, f- the first article that pops up is this. Scientists just figured out how these frogs literally glue together to mate. Oh my. Oh, that is a graphic picture. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Japan's Oscar-nominated I- Drive My Car Silence is the loudest character. Okay, well, I think we're done dumping on the Japanese for today because I genuinely cannot fucking deal with that anymore. We need to have a short conversation about URLs. What? What? Okay, so URLs matter, people. SEO is a thing. You can clean this up. You can make it short and concise. Um, Vice.com, lots of slashes, lots of random letters and numbers. Yeah. Slash theft slash Japan slash fizzy slash water. Whiskey theft, Japan, fizzy water. And then literally every number and combination of letters you could ever come up with is like 10 foot long. Yeah. Wow. Fix it. Fix it. That, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that fucking pisses it's me ter- off it's too. It's terrible. It's so yeah. terrible. Okay. You could never give someone this URL and they'd find it. It just wouldn't happen. Nope. nope. Never. Julia, what's your favorite color? Green. Why do you ask? Green. Julia, you know, funny. Mine is too. <gasps> wow. Okay. So, why do rye whiskeys almost always have green labels? Did you guys because... see the Facebook message that I sent you? No. What? Open it up. <laughs> I turned my phone. <laughs> Justin, we turned our phones Open off. Open the fucking thing. 100. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? I what? Oh, but yeah, it's wait, green. Oh, it's yes, green. look at the bottle. Look at the green. bottle. There you go. No, it's not. Oh. I mean, I guess technically, um, oh. so, as no one understands what the fuck we're looking at, we should be narrating this. So <laughs> we should. Nope, we're I talking like this about much, green. much better. And why the fuck are we talking about the color green besides it being mine and apparently Justin's uh, copycat favorite color? <laughs> because this article from vinepair.com. Why do rye whiskeys almost always have green labels? Question mark. An investigation. Period. <laughs> here's, 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 here's my first problem. <laughs> um, and then, so then obviously, as you just heard, Justin said does something and it is a picture of a bottle of Angel's Envy ice cider rye. Is that a, okay. What the nope, fuck is this? Thing. Um, Apparently not, um, but it, yeah, it is indeed. It comes in a green box and it has a green labeling on it. And it also apparently retails at this particular shop for $200. Like Costco would be, or that would be Costco. So I'm assuming it's mainstream. <laughs> but hey, does anyone know why are quote unquote all the rye bottles um, green? And just, just for... Um... For reference, we reached out to every distillery on the planet and they all said fuck off when we <laughs> So just as a just we did our research you more know what? than than you these. You know people. what this reminds me of? Back in high school when you would take Shakespeare classes or any sort of literary classics class, and 
the teacher would go into depth about why the author decided to make the color of the drapes a specific color. You know what? Sometimes the answer is they just decide to choose a fucking color. And sometimes the reason <laughs> they chose that goddamn fucking color is because it was their favorite color. You and clearly, apparently, You clearly did not go to inner city public schools. Wait, what? Huh? Did you not like study literary classics? No, no, you didn't. What? <laughs> we were lucky to have books, but go on. Well, good on you. That's what I get for going to a performance school. <laughs> anyway, there is a pretty lengthy article in Vine Pair, which I love that it says words, Robert Simonson, illustration. <laughs> That was going to be my first thing about this fucking article. Just say written by. Yeah, who's who's it? What? what? Vine pair, please. Your oh, editors yeah. are ridiculous. Sorry. Um. Yeah, that was words. It's, yeah. Is this a performance yeah, of poetry slam? Bottles. Like what? Anyway. Anyway. Um. So it starts off talking about uh, Clay Risen, who's a whiskey writer who wanted to he's written several books basically he did a book about american whiskey we had a black cover scotch had a blue cover what shade should the rye book be and of course there was going to be no discussion it was going to be green and then it goes on for uh, quite Way some time. too many words yeah like um yeah. an ungodly amount yeah. of time to talk about why the why green is the color um honestly it comes down to someone had a favorite color of green and they decided to put it on a label about a, a decade ago. And then it just took off. Okay. That's what it boils down to. You didn't need a novel to get to that point. But that's not even what this article is about. This article is not about the why it's just naming all the brands that have green. Yeah. It's, it's not a very good investigation. If it just it's not, a not investigated. It's not a murder. Why? Why is this an investigation? Ser- anyway, yeah. I watched too much true crime. Um, they, can't, they can't see your finger quotes. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, the title alone is misleading because it's not an investigation. It just talks about, oh, these all have green labels and these have green labels. And then at the very bottom end, it says, oh yeah, this happened once. A master distiller created a rye. They needed a a label and they were talking about colors. He's like, green is my favorite color. Let's do green. Everyone else was like, okay, cool. What the fuck? Also, I'd like to point out words. Sure. Illustration. Broham, you took pictures that were courtesy of the distilleries and you put them onto a WordPress site. It didn't illustrate shit. What what is this idea of words? And why are we why are we always trying to be so clever that we look stupid? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe we should give the author a call. Did anyone click on his name? Yes, I've got it up here. Does he <laughs> have his phone number? He's he's written several cocktail books. Several books, several cocktail books. Wait, the author of the hold on the article on, the author of the article yeah. words native of Robert wisconsin simonson yes a native of wisconsin he's lived in brooklyn we're in wisconsin 
Hold on, hold on. Where in Wisconsin is he from? It Wisconsin. just says native of Wisconsin. Shut up. That's uh, what it says. What do you want from me? You I, think I made that up. I know where in Wisconsin he's from because maybe we know some of the same people. Right, but he's lived Will in Brooklyn since 1988, which is before you were born. <laughs> hey, I also lived in New York, not in Brooklyn because <clears throat> fuck Brooklyn. But um, wow. anyway, that's. I'm on this now. <laughs> it's Julia, <Anyway>. guys. <laughs> Julia's the <sad. laughs> Wow. I want to. Hey, Robert Simonson, where in Wisconsin are you from? Um, let's talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not to date. Like, no, I have a partner and he's fabulous and wonderful. Like, it's not, it's not weird. I'm not being weird. Just like, you know, Wisconsin. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. Guys, okay. do you know what questions you should never, never, ever ask a wine pro? Oh, like can you help thing- me find the lottery winning lottery numbers i feel like the wall street journal does because <laughs> oh. if i if i want to know what i should or should not ask a wine expert quote unquote wine expert the first place i'm gonna go is the wall street goddamn journal yep <sighs> what's good on this list i'm assuming this is a, a wine list um yes while that is a silly silly question fine Whatever. I'll give them that one. What's your favorite wine? These are questions you don't ask a wine expert. You don't ask a sommelier, whatever. Um, I ask people ask me what was my favorite literally 15 times a day. What's your favorite whiskey? What's your favorite beer? What's your favorite IPA? What's your favorite wine? Do you have a favorite Cap Franc? What are you really liking these days? That's literally their fucking job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can, I can tell you all sorts of my favorite things. How dare you ask me to narrow it to just one? And also, are you that easily suggestible? Why don't you please tell me what you're looking for or what you happen to like? I'd, fucking just tell me. A red or a white wine within a budget or a country or a style. That is so much more useful than asking, what's my favorite wine? Because I can guarantee you, my flavor profile and my personal preferences do not match yours because we are two totally fucking different people. So Julia's agreeing with the article. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, I get so angry, Mindy. I get so angry. <laughs> well, the article premise, I understand. But here's the thing. It's your fucking job to know these things. It's my fucking job to answer these questions. Do you have a wine like Montrachet for $75? Well, sure. Yes, I do. Here's what you do. You take a cake bread Chardonnay. You distill it. You throw in some some rocks. (laughs) And you've got (laughs) Chardonnay for for 75 bucks. No, <laughs> asshole. I don't have a Montrachet for $75. If you want Burgundy and Chardonnay, then buy Burgundy and Chardonnay. I no, you know what? No. I this this list is actually not terrible. Um, do well, you no, have see, wines like, without Yeah, I'm agreeing that these are yeah. fucking stupid ass questions. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't even see this one before, but oh, this one sets me right off, along with the whole do you have gluten-free wine? Yes. yes do you do. have wines yes. without sulfites? Please, if you are genuinely one of the 0.1% of people that are legitimately allergic to sulfites, that in 
that that affects your entire life in so many ways because so many food products have far more sulfites in them than wine does even wine with quote unquote added sulfites because a lot of times the added sulfites are the very bare minimum of sulfites needed to stabilize a wine um so even if you're asking for sulfite-free wine, it's still going to have sulfites in it because sulfites are naturally occurring in grapes. So in wine, like, you're like, please just fuck off. I can't, I can't even, I can't even. Again, I'm, I'm also not, I get, some people are asking, some people ask for that specific section and that's fine. Again, <clears throat> when you are a professional person in the wine industry, these are your job to answer. Yes, they're stupid fucking questions. Yes, the people are dumb and we don't want to serve them. However, if someone says, do you have a sulfite-free wine? It's your job. It's your job to provide that service and answer that question. So is it a stupid question? Yes. Do you still have to answer it? Yes. What do you think of this wine? I don't know. I'm not drinking it. What do you fuck? What do you mean? I don't know. We're going to skip that question because that's stupid. Oh, wait, we don't really because go back. Because Oh, I like to give people my genuine opinion, like when they bring up something such as a Josh or a Menage a Trois or one of the big California mass produced wines. And I'll be like, what do you think of this? And I will tell them like, well, I mean, they add a bunch of sugar and chemicals to it. It's chemically created to suit the American palate. So it's very, very popular. I can in good conscience recommend it based on what I know about wine and my personal thoughts and feelings, but I can tell you it sells well because it's popular because it was made to be that. And then people just have this dumbstruck look on their face that, wait, they add sugar and chemicals and stuff to big name brands? And they, it's, yeah, yeah. So I, I do tell them what I think of this wine. And, but I do it. Okay. I should clarify. I don't do it in a way that's patronizing or signaling to them that they're dumb motherfuckers for asking because they're not, because honestly, a lot of people don't have the knowledge that we have because we, this is our lives. We learn and we study and we taste and we read we educate ourselves because this is our passion. This is what we love. These are our jobs. So of course we know a lot more than the average consumer. So it's really all about how you present it. I mean, I could definitely be a snobby bitch about it, which just, it's not, it's not good. That's not my personal style. It doesn't do well for the customer. It doesn't do well for anyone. So I am just very genuine and honest with folks, but without being judgy. As much as I love to bitch and judge on this podcast. I was going to say, that's literally (laughs) the entire purpose of this entire fucking show. I know. But see, this is where I get it out, where in my daily professional life, I can be cool, calm, and collected and professional, where here I can just shit all over everything and really get angry that people ask me about sulfite-free wine. (sighs) Now, I don't want to jump on Vine Pear too too much, but this article where the words are from Hannah Holiday and illustration Ariella Basson. Cool. Basson doesn't matter. 
Um, I mean, yes, it matters to you because that's your name, but um, we asked nine bartenders, what's the best whiskey for beginners? Ooh, what? 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 Oh, God. I can't. Mm. Maybe you want to take this one? I just don't. I'm just, I just, (sighs) my first thought is, what does this mean? What? What? And then (laughs) my, my problem with, uh, there's so many problems with this article. The main problem, just jumping straight into it that I have is they give you a list. The best whiskey for beginners, according to bartenders, right? Four Roses, Elijah Craig. Which ones? They make more than one bottle. That is a, that is a broad selection within those names. Are we talking about their entry-level bottles? Are we talking about their single barrels? Their small batch? What are we talking about? It, there, there's no... What? This is terrible. And also, depending on where in the country you are, items like Buffalo Trace and Weller aren't readily available. So wouldn't maybe necessarily, quote unquote, the best whiskey for beginners be ones that they could actually freaking find? Fuck said Weller. Is that on there? I didn't get it on. Oh, it is. Weller's on there. Yeah. Weller, McAllen 18. Also, how many beginner, quote unquote, beginner whiskey drinkers are going to splash out for McAllen 18? No, they're not going to be spending that much money. What? Well, and a lot of these, at least in my area, or back when I lived in Texas, were pretty allocated. Even stuff like Buffalo Trace, I used to be able to oh, yeah. walk into the store and grab a bottle. Now, you're not doing it. Waller, you're not touching it. Not even their entry-level green label special reserve. Isn't that the right? It is a mixer. You're not walking into a store and buying it. No. I but remember, they put a bottle I remember of- Willow was 10 bucks on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. When was this Am I just missing when this article was written? The, the photo that they have in here for Weller is the Weller oh. single barrel. Published and March 22nd, 2022. Uh, yeah, I pulled so this one today. I pulled this one today because I feel like this is the, the height of douchebaggery. And honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm really pleased with the fact that a woman wrote this because women can be douchebags too. <laughs> I don't want you thinking we're, we're sexist on this show. We're equal opportunity offenders. We yeah. we hate everybody equally. Um, and I just want to say to the person who wrote, um, I think it was the bartender. Okay, the first time I popped open a Glen Morangi Nectar Dior, don't get me wrong, Nectar Dior is one of my go-tos as well. Um, this person is a, um, apparently they, so what really bothers me about this article more than the fact that none of these people know what they're talking about is... This isn't really an article. It's a header, and they just put in quotes from bartenders that emailed them back. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a oh, thing. for sure. Someone had done this to me a while ago. Who the... Uh, wow, I don't even remember what company it was. Maybe that would be hilarious if it popped up. If one of us just chose this random article to shit on, and then there was a quote for me in there. But that is what someone did. They reached out to me because they knew I did wine stuff. And she asked for, oh, I can't even fucking remember. I think it had something to do with about um, best budget wines for weddings. 
And it was basically a list like this. So they're not even going out and doing the work besides reaching out to a bunch of people in the industry in some way, shape or another to get their, their thoughts. And then they'll just slap a bunch of shit together. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. very, I'm very concerned with everything about this. Um, but, oh God, now this, now I'm getting it in my head. Maybe how much I, is McCallan whiskey, 18? But McCallan 18? It's enough that we keep it behind the counter. So people yeah, don't it's not something it. that you, it's not something you can just. Yeah. Oh, dear God. I, I linked to another article. 12 things you should know about McAllen whiskey. Uh -oh. Uh oh, let's see what they are. Hold on. Oh, they're not even numbered. Oh, you people are awful. No, but also when did this start happening? Obviously sometime with the creation of not just the internet, but social media and just wanting, when did listicles become a thing? Mm. Oh, first Who of all, please, please never say that word. <laughs> I was I was working with somebody several years ago, like six, seven years ago, and they used that term listicle. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying right now. Right. Thanks, old man. But also, why are these sorts of things popular? Why are these? I, I mean, I couldn't even call this an article or reporting or sharing really any. It just. Sharing it's, anything of note or you know what you know what it is? It's words. Words. <laughs> so the the McAllen 18-year-old from Total Wine, which is something generally most of the country can can go and, and access. Um, it's out of stock everywhere, but that's not important. It's $350. That's a total wine. Other places it's probably more expensive, but again, I it's wouldn't not consider that not we're, a beginner whiskey. We're skipping over the fact that. First of all, there's no such thing as beginner whiskey. That's very true. You want to know how to become a beginner whiskey drinker? You go out, you buy a fucking bottle of whiskey, and you begin drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> any, literally, you can take anything you want. Any whiskey you want will be a beginner whiskey. Because if you haven't had whiskey before, and that's your first one, guess what, Buttercup? It's a beginner whiskey. On a dare. <laughs> Many years ago, my first podcast, Wizard of Whiskey, on a dare, I asked a whiskey expert, what is your favorite training wheels whiskey? Believe, understandably, they lost their shit when I asked that because that's <laughs> not a fucking thing. You want to know what a beginner whiskey is? It's whatever fucking bottle you buy. That's yeah. where you begin. What are the parameters for a quote unquote beginner whiskey? Apparently, this is Weller, which you can't get anywhere from anybody for anything. And what really, really irks me is that they just call it Weller, as if yeah. Weller doesn't make fifteen different versions. Mm -hmm. And then they say, "Oh, if you're gonna, if you, if you, if you do go with a top shelf, go with an American bourbon like Weller, which will have a soft, sweet finish." Isn't that redundant saying American bourbon? It is very redundant. Yeah. Editor and Julia is like, wait a minute. My ears so, are perked. I'd slash also, that shit. Look, all of these bartenders are welcome. We would love to have them on to talk about what, what their favorite whiskeys are and where they started, 100%. But training wheels, whiskeys, and whiskey for beginners, first of all, I would never point someone who said, hey, it's my first bottle of whiskey. Where should I go? I would never point them to Weller or McAllen 18 or Larceny, or Glenmorangi Nectar Dior, or Suntory Toki, because it's going to be too esoteric, or Rittenhouse Rye, 
or Buffalo Trays or Elijah Craig, or for that matter, Buffalo got or four goddamn roses. Every single one of these whiskeys on this list is a decent whiskey. Don't get me wrong, but I would never fucking that would that wouldn't be the first bottle I would hand someone. Now I want to know what would you hand someone, Justin? I would ask them 28 follow-up questions. Of course you would. Whereas you, I would because well, it's it's situationally. There's no such thing as yeah. a beginning whiskey, first of all, but it's situation. Are you having this with a cigar? No. Cool. Are you having this with dinner? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's start there. If you're having this with dinner, I'm going to recommend based on what you're eating. If you're just looking for something to learn and hey, I want to I want to get started on whiskey. Cool. I'm going to recommend probably two or three things. Because yeah. you know, maybe four roses small batch. You know, I would, you know, I would do Buffalo Trace. Now nah, let's maybe try and get you something that's, you know, not mainstream and something you can actually fucking get. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It, yeah. See, those are really great questions. And I think about it like when people ask me about wine or I'm trying to teach, uh, say, a, a wine tasting class. A lot of times I will choose something that is big and expressive in its own particular way. So it is so much easier for the consumer to understand what's going on. Like I will pick a New Zealand Savion Blanc to teach wine tasting because it's typically really high in acid. It's super easy to understand because it's not overly complex. So it's, it's very simple. It has a lot of good structural components that kind of slaps you in the face. So it's so much easier to learn and understand the concepts that I'm talking about with a wine like that, similar to a quote unquote beginner whiskey. So that's why it really depends on, yeah, what the person is looking for, what they're wanting, what their personal preferences are. There's, yeah, there's just so much more that goes into it, guys. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm looking at this list now under Hannah Holiday, by the way, on Vine Pair. And Eight things you should know about Seagram's Crown Seven, uh, or Seven's Crown. Uh, we asked seven bartenders what's the most underrated tequila. Uh, we asked seven bartenders what's the most overrated bourbon. We asked ten brewers which beer do you wish people ordered more. Oh, so we they asked... just ask questions and then cherry pick their answers. This, it's the same graphic, just oh. with different logos on the fridge for every article. Oh my god. We asked 16 beer pros. Oh, wow. Wow. What's I mean, the I guess they big beer style. Their niche. I guess this is what Vine Pair does. I guess so. So here's the thing. Here's what I love. Here's what I love about this article. Now we're going down the fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> this article, same pair, Hannah Holiday and uh, Ariella um, Basson on illustration instead of just, you know, images. We the next big beer style, according to brewers, hazy IPA already a fucking beer style, smoked beer already a fucking beer style, fruited sours already a beer style, pilsner literally the fucking beer that launched beer, light beer again. You're welcome, America, for Budweiser and all of the other goddamn light beers that have existed since the beginning of time. Low ABV beer, not a new beer style. Cold IPA. What, what, what is a cold IPA? We're not even going to go there. 
uh, lager. Again, style of beer that has existed since the fucking Heinholzgebot. Um, West Coast IPA. Also a fucking thing already. I drown in them every fucking day. Old world beer is going to... It's going to be a new style, guys. Old world beer. <laughs> it literally fucking says old world beer. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Did I was I was looking at some of her other articles. Um, did you already talk about fruited sours? We, that was the first thing. I, the third thing yeah. I mentioned. Was, oh my god! What? Sorry. Yeah, I'm just catching. Oh my god! Like, now, now I have to fucking see who the what these people say. Okay, hazy. I want to see who smoked beers. I want to see who fucking wrote. Um, but this is the same style article where it's just a paragraph of a quote exactly, and a picture and a paragraph of a quote and a picture. There's no writing here. Yeah, no, there definitely isn't. And they just send out to anyone and everyone they can find asking for quotes and whoever gets back to them, they then cherry pick what works exactly. for whatever they're trying to spin or not. Okay, and there's pretty- no ending to the articles. No. no, and I'm and I'm pretty sure that some of these brew people are fucking with them, because Garrett Oliver responds, "The next big beer style, believe it or not, is Pilsner," and then goes on to explain. Apparently, James Bond and Western. This is nonsensical dribble. I'm 100 sure this isn't his 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 response, but they're fucking with you, Hannah. Poor Hannah. Oh. Talk to us, Hannah. <laughs> Please, you yeah, know what, also- Hannah? We'd love to come. We'd love to have you come on, talk journalism and and psychology. I'm down. Um, let's definitely do this. Light beer is apparently an next big style. This is from Michael Oxton, co-founder Night Shift Brewing, Everett, Massachusetts. Mike, congratulations! You cracked it. You're like you know people who bought Google 20 years after Google was a fucking thing. Oh gosh. Okay, I believe cold IPA has the potential as the next big trend. I can sense the pendulum swinging back towards bitter IPA after years of sweeter and juicier. First of all, that's not a thing because let me no. explain to you this. IP, I was turned off to IPAs because of the goddamn hop wars of the oh. mid-2020s, of the mid-aughts, um, I guess. Technically, they would be the 20 aughts. Oh, the mid-aughts? What are you, you're so old. Wow, that it's- is rude, but also not wrong. Um <laughs> I've had a few. Yes. Back in the day, there was a literally of the fucking hot battle where the the IBU, the great IBU war. It's just no. Come on, Adam Beauchamp, chief operating officer, whatever the fuck. Come on. I realize I have missed my calling, and next time someone asks me to contribute to some sort of listicle, which this kind of is, uh, no, always respond, but just fuck with them because they won't know <laughs> no 100 i don't even understand how no one bothered to look at this or, or check these things or you know well just a- she is an editorial intern intern i'm not mad at hannah i'm not mad oh, at no hannah. i'm mad at vine pair for just putting together these fucking and i just learned this term a while back listicles, listicles. <laughs> also stop trying to make that a thing um <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm done. I, I'm done. Somebody, someone get us somebody out of here. Fucking bring us home, please. Anybody? Let's make a list to go. The why the fuck we should end this episode. <laughs> okay. 
I guess we're all laughing. I'm joking, coughing. Oh my God, Ramblers. Thanks for sticking with us for another ridiculous shit show. I had some fun. I think the other two did too. I really hope you did. Uh, do be sure to follow us at Swig and Ramble on the Instagrams. I guess we're on the Twitters, but Justin handles that. I, I don't tweet, but I hear we're there. Um, and definitely join our Facebook group because we do a lot of fun shit in there. And we have Zoom meetings. Uh, they're not meetings. Sorry. Why did I say meetings? I don't know. Because I've had a few to drink and I still have allergies. Five months later. It's fine. Um, but it's really awesome to connect with really interesting, awesome folks all around the world because we have our Aussies chime in. I think we have some Canadians up there eh? and uh, definitely West Coasters. A lot of interesting people all connected to the industry in some way or another. Join us there and uh, join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want listicles. They can go fuck themselves. We're going to make a list of how many ways they can do it. Hey, and with what? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers!